Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney, Money Punch Edition. I am Kieran Mulvaney, joined by my co-host Eric Raskin, Managing Editor and Media Director of USBets.com, as well as the host of the Gamble On podcast. And this is a bigger money punch than we usually deliver. Uh, these are often 10 to 15 minute pods focused on the weekend of boxing, betting ahead, but this we are closing in on Alvarez versus Caleb Plant live Saturday night on Showtime pay-per-view. So this week's Money Punch will have not just a betting breakdown, but it's also going to have our official picks for all four fights on the card. And we'll start, as we promised, on the Monday podcast with analysis of some of the X's and O's for the main event. Yep, and we touched several times in the build-up to this fight, Kieran, on Canelo's struggles at times with skilled boxers. Mayweather, Lara, to a lesser extent, Austin Trout and Daniel Jacobs. Plant is undoubtedly skilled, not to mention bigger and longer than those other fighters I just named. Let's say you're Eddie or Chepo Reynoso trying to guide Canelo to a win here. What do you see as the one or two biggest keys to him dealing with plant skill and cutting the distance as a relatively diminutive five foot eight inch super middleweight? A couple of things. Um, it starts with Canelo's very impressive defense and particularly the way he goes about that defense. He's got excellent head and shoulder movement, as you and I have talked about multiple times over the last several years. Uh, it is now very hard to hit Canelo cleanly. Um, what Plant's going to look to do is he's going to reach Canelo from distance, I assume, touch him up with that long jab, set up a straight right. And I think the first thing that Canelo needs to do, and I think he's going to look to do, is to slip under as many of those punches as possible and then start, when slipping under, to take that half step closer each time to get closer to, to Plant's long body. And then when he does that, the second thing, um, it's a combination of a thudding jab to Plant's chest and the ripping left hooks to the body to keep Plant from moving away, to stop him from circling uh, away from, from Canelo's power punches, uh, just to force him to stand his ground and, and fight him a little bit. I, we've seen, you know, a different approach from Canelo to these sort of opponents, to the ones that you've mentioned, the Laras and the Mayweathers and the Trouts and that like. You know, in the, previously he kind of stressed and strained a little bit to try to win... Um, decisions against those guys he now seems to have so much faith in his ability to eventually catch up to them that he's prepared to you know lose rounds mm. you know not necessarily looking to fight for a points win and indeed you know perfectly happy to just wear his opponent down and look to score you know maybe a stoppage late and i think that's probably the sort of approach and i think that's going to be key for him in this fight is that don't be surprised if we see Caleb Plant picking up points early, uh, winning rounds, particularly in the first half of the contest. And you're just going to see Canelo stalking him and stalking him. What you need to watch for is, is he able to slip a lot of those punches? When is he going to start touching Caleb Plant to the body? The earlier he starts landing just a few of those punches to the body, the more likely he is to start slowing Caleb Plant down and putting him into a position for the finish that he's going to be looking for. Um, so let me ask you to look at it from a Plant perspective. Okay. I mean, what do you see? is the keys to victory for Caleb. And, you know, sort of touching on what I just said, how conscious does he have to be of Canelo's power, given that Canelo has stopped three of his last four opponents, all of them super middleweights or light heavyweights? 
So I'd say the number one key for plant is something that you brought up immediately when you started talking about uh, what Canelo should expect from him. It's the jab. Um, He's capable of throwing it from different angles and at different speeds, and he's going to have to do exactly that. Mix it up. Mm -hmm. Don't let Canelo get comfortable. If plant is not able to establish the jab, he has almost no chance of winning the fight. Um, Number two, and it's related is movement. He has to use his feet and specifically, he probably wants to move mostly to his right to keep Canelo in range for his jab and his left hook, which is Caleb's best power punch. Uh, But you can't become predictable against Canelo. So occasionally I think he's going to have to move the wrong way or, or press forward and take chances just now and then to make sure Canelo doesn't know exactly what's coming. Those are the keys. Um, If it's a boxing match and not a brawl, that gives Plant a decent chance because he can box on a comparable level to some of those guys like Trout and Jacobs, but he's bigger than they are. But that's perhaps mitigated by the fact that Canelo keeps getting better. You know, uh, yeah. Caleb Plant might be facing the best version of Canelo anyone has ever seen. That's been the pattern. Um, certainly a far better version than the one who got outboxed by Floyd Mayweather. As for Canelo's power, yeah, Plant has to be responsible, obviously, but I think it's mostly Canelo's power to the body that he has to be worried about. And again, you mentioned that. Um, If Canelo gets him on the ropes, no shame in reaching out and grabbing him so he can't do much, can't work Plant's body when he gets him along the ropes. But, you know, like Canelo, he's not a super middleweight Deontay Wilder or anything. He's a very good puncher, but he's not on the all-time most heavy-handed list. So Plant should be able to survive some shots. And he's going to have to be willing to trade a little bit and try to earn Canelo's respect. That's the tightrope Plant is walking here. Don't be afraid to take chances and get hit, but don't be unafraid of getting hit either. Take just enough chances to keep Canelo honest and be able to execute a mostly defensive-oriented boxing game plan, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's make some predictions. Uh, our competition remains deadlocked, 61 to 61. Uh, let's work our way up the card, building toward our picks for the main event. Uh, it's my turn to go first, and the opener on the card is the one you singled out Monday, Kieran, as holding the most intrigue, Elvis Rodriguez versus Juan Pablo Romero, a 10-rounder, as all three on direct card bouts are. This is at 140 pounds. Romero is undefeated. Rodriguez coming off his first loss, a huge upset to Kenneth Sims Jr. by very close decision. Rodriguez is a southpaw. Romero has faced one southpaw, Sergio Torres, and outpointed him in a shutout. I think this is an extremely competitive matchup, and the odds suggest as much. This is the closest bout on the card. Rodriguez is just a minus 230 favorite. Romero plus 185 as an underdog, and that sounds about right to me. Elvis is clearly the higher upside guy here. He knows he can't afford another loss, another off night. This is a must win if he wants to go anywhere. I think he will win, but Romero won't make it easy. I think he'll throw a lot of punches, outwork Rodriguez in some of the rounds, but Rodriguez lands the better and flashier shots and takes a unanimous decision. For a guy coming off his first loss... And a loss that saw him get cut by his promoter. This is a tough comeback opponent mm-hmm. for for Elvis Rodriguez. Either he super believes in himself, or PBC really wants to test him to see what they have. I mean, I agree with your assessment here. This is a really tough fight to, to call, and especially this is a real clash of styles here. Um, Romero's tough, very active, he's very busy. 
he could easily outwork and outhustle Rodriguez, especially if, if, if Rodriguez just isn't quite there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But I am going to pick Rodriguez to show the better skills here and the better a- accuracy. Last time out, he lost the majority decision. This time out, I got Elvis Rodriguez winning by majority decision. Okay. So, slight difference there. Um, the next fight is 122 pounds between Ray Vargas, 34 and 0 with 22 KOs, and Leonardo Baez, 21 and 4. 12 KOs, 1 no contest. I think this should be a real gulf in quality here, to be honest with you. Uh, Vargas tends to work very effectively, frequently boringly behind a long jab. And even though he's been off a couple of years, largely because of injury, I think he'll have more than enough here for Baez, who will bring the fight to him, but does not have a great defense. And in contrast to Vargas, doesn't have a great jab. Vargas can get cut, and he has been, especially around the eyebrows. And that could be a factor here. But I think after perhaps a, a slightly scrappy first few rounds, um, while, while Baez kind of shows his aggression and, and Vargas takes a little while to get back in this, in, into the, the rhythm of things, I think uh, Vargas will start poking and jabbing his way to a unanimous decision win. Okay. Um, so uh, we do have some great trainers on this undercard, if nothing else. Uh, we have Freddie Roach in Rodriguez's corner and Nacho Beristain in Vargas's. Um, so uh, after that somewhat tough pick that we both made between Rodriguez and Romero, this is the easiest fight on the card to call, at least in terms of who wins. Maybe not in terms mm. of how he wins, but sure. this is the most one-sided on paper, just in terms of who the favorite is. Vargas is not the most exciting fighter on the planet, but he has skills. I expect him to be too much for Baez. Also, uh, Baez is easy to hit. He isn't very effective from the outside, so I think Vargas will do everything in his power to keep the fight on the outside. And the question becomes whether Vargas, who has gone the distance six fights in a row, is going to step on the gas and get the stoppage. I'm going to create some swing here. I'm going to go out on maybe a tiny bit of a limb and say it gets so one-sided that Baez's corner throws in the towel in round nine. All right. Uh, Moving on to the co-feature, Anthony Durrell versus Marcos Hernandez in a super middleweight fight. I talked about this one a bit on Monday's pod. Hernandez is that opponent who's in there with a chance at the upset against most guys. He's gutsy, but he's limited. But I think Durrell has faded enough that this is the kind of fight where the upset is in play. I see a close, tough fight. Could be some ugliness, some cuts, some head clashes. I hope we don't get a second round no contest or something like that, but we (laughs) certainly might with these two. My pick will be a close fight that goes the distance, and there's some debate over who deserves it, and the winner is Anthony Durrell by majority decision. Uh, But I I will just note, I looked at the odds, Hernandez by decision is plus 475. Little, Mm. Little something to think about there, but my official pick is Anthony Durrell majority decision. I had a little bit of a tough time picking this. Um, you know, Hernandez is coming off some good wins. Doral is for, obviously, by far the higher caliber of opposition. Yeah. But Hernandez, I think, is just 29. Doral is 37. And as you mentioned, he has seen better days um, and does appear to be on the downslope. Um, he's actually a little bit lucky that his last fight, Doral, ended in a draw. Otherwise, he might have been in line for Canelo Alvarez. And while that would have been lucrative for him, it would not have ended well. Um Darrell should win this. He's better 
He's more experienced. But I think he's ready to be knocked off. Mm. And Hernandez is on a little bit of a mini roll. Hernandez by split decision. Ooh, all right. Bold. Right? We're we're going for it here. Um, which brings us to the main event. Uh, don't need to go into too many details. It is Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant for all the super middleweight marbles. Yep. I think uh, Plant's a live dog here. Uh, at the very least, as I said, I fully expect him to be competitive for at least the first part of the fight. Um, to your point, I agree. I think he might surprise us a little and throw some heavyish leather early on to try to get Canelo's respect. Um, but I do primarily expect him to try to box and move and to pile up the points. But I do agree. There's a, you know, he's the underdog and there's dog in him, right? He's, right. he's, a, he's a mean guy for, for a boxer, Caleb Plant. Um, and I do think at times he is going to have to stand and trade there just to get some respect. But he is going to, I think, early on be boxing, piling up some rounds. It might look a little bit like Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders mm-hmm. through about six or seven rounds, I think. Um, but Canelo's just going to keep coming. Sometime after the halfway point, those punches that he will have landed will start to mount up. Caleb will start be moving that little bit less well. The Alvarez leather will be that much heavier. And then I think at some point, Plant will start to wilt. I do think Canelo is going to end this fight inside the 12 rounds. It's going to be late. I wasn't quite sure, and I'm still not quite sure exactly how late it would be. I almost picked the 11th round, and then I thought, I did that to Sergei Kovalev. That feels like I'm just repeating something. So I'll pick another (laughs) round. I'll pick the 10th. Canelo Alvarez, TKO 10. Okay, so we, we some of the notes that I have jotted down are some of the same th- things that you said, but for the fourth fight in a row on this card, we will have some possibility of some swing. We don't have the All exact right. same pick again. Um, it's funny with this fight, when it was first announced, there was a lot of, don't sleep on Caleb Plant, he can really box, this might be trouble for Canelo. I was seeing a lot of that on my Twitter timeline. And as the fight has neared, and I've been reading people's previews, I'm not hearing as much of that anymore. Now Hmm. I'm seeing a lot of easy work for Canelo. Plant hasn't fought anybody. Canelo by knockout in the middle rounds. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. I never quite saw a clear path to Plant winning this fight, but I do Hmm. think he has the skills and the toughness and the hunger and the smarts to avoid taking a huge punch. And I think he can last the distance here, uh, like okay. Callum Smith did with it, maybe turning into a shellacking by the end. But but unlike Callum Smith, I see Plant having some success in the first half of the fight. I was thinking, just like you, it could look a little like the Billy Joe Saunders fight. Maybe it's like 4-3 Canelo after seven, something like that. Um, you know, the, the slick boxer is winning some rounds and uh, Canelo is waiting for his moment uh, as he gives Mm -hmm. a couple of rounds away, perhaps, or, you know, Plant just makes it hard for him to win a few of those rounds. Then it gets increasingly one-sided. The body shots start doing their damage. And uh, those of us who bet on the over or under on the fight or who bet on it to go the distance or who bet on it not to go the distance, we're all really sweating it out in the last couple (laughs) of rounds. But I think Plant gets to the final bell. Canelo unanimous decision, maybe with a knockdown thrown in to make it like a 117-110 kind of fight. All right. So we could actually still end up tied at the end of this, <laughs> but we'd be taking very different routes to get there. So Right. It is possible. 
All right. Well, look, those are our picks. But your pick isn't necessarily going to line up with how you bet a fight. Sometimes there's more value for your money in betting on an outcome you don't think is necessarily the most likely. So let's talk about that. Uh, this is the money punch after all. So let's look at the betting options. There's plenty to choose from for, on this fight, Eric. So what's your favorite bet of the ones that you've seen? Well, uh, you remember what happened the last time I bet against Caleb Plant, uh, Kieran? <laughs> yes, I could still see that stare <laughs> yeah. from Caleb Plant in the media room at you when you told him. Yep. Yeah, so in case anyone uh, does not recall that uh, podcast, uh, I, I bet on uh, Jose Uzcatequi to beat him. Uh, just a medium pizza, mind you. Nothing crazy. But uh, I bet against him. I lost money. I told Caleb on Radio Row, uh, this was a week or two after the fight, that I had done this foolish thing. And uh, yeah, he, he gave me quite a glare and uh he told me in a not entirely friendly jokey way never to bet against him again um well i sure hope caleb plant isn't listening to this podcast uh, i just i just picked against him by unanimous decision moments ago and now i'm going to make the exact same bet because uh one sports book has canelo by decision at plus 220 uh that's a heck of a return for what i think is the most likely mm -hmm. outcome uh, i'll note that in real life I actually have that bet, but it was only plus 200 when I bet it. So there's a little more value out there now even. I also have a fun parlay bet that's halfway home. Uh, about a month or so ago, I parlayed Frank Sanchez to beat F.A. Ajagba with Canelo versus Plant to go the distance. Together, that pays plus 300. So uh, so I'm rooting hard for a distance fight here. Um, there, there are some other bets I like. Um, over nine and a half rounds at plus 105 isn't bad. Uh, yeah. Canelo to get knocked down at plus 550. It's kind of interesting. I know he has an iron chin, but maybe a little flash knockdown. I don't know. Plus 550 might be a good price. Uh, but my favorite bet, like I said, is Alvarez by decision at plus 220. What's yours? So even though I picked Alvarez by KO, there is a non-zero chance that Plant pulls off the mild upset here. And if he does, I think it's far more likely to be by decision than by stoppage. Yeah. Uh, and I think plus 1400 for a plant decision is pretty much in my sweet spot there in terms of potential winnings and likelihood of payout for you know a, a an outcome that I myself have not predicted. I like it much more than plant straight at plus 630. Because if plant does win, like I said, it's going to be by decision almost certainly. Mm -hmm. And I like it more than plant by KO at plus 1800 because yeah, that's wider, potentially pays more money, but I think it's orders of magnitude less likely. So for me, actually, plus 1,400 for Caleb Plan by decision, I don't think that's a bad bet. All right. So if Caleb Plant listens to this podcast, we're going to tell him skip everything until until this <laughs> yes. moment. Just hear uh, Kieran saying betting on Plant by decision is, is a good use of your money. Exactly. But maybe have him, you know, listen to your bit as well so he can give you the stare again. <laughs> I don't know if I can take another stare from him. <laughs> um, you meant, talking of, 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 of betting fights straight up, you mentioned on Monday that Canelo straight up to win uh, seemed a little wide to you. Uh, do you expect people will bet him much at that minus 900? It's even wider, I think, at some books. Um, and do you anticipate line movement as Canelo fans roll into Vegas over the next like 24 hours or so? Uh, not much. I, I I just think I look at that price and I think it's just such a turnoff. I think, you mm. know, Canelo, Canelo fans will roll into town. They'll want to bet him. But who wants to risk nine hundred dollars yeah. to win a hundred? This isn't Mayweather McGregor. Uh, and, and even that was only about minus five hundred. But, mm. uh, you know, Plant is a real 
boxer, a top boxer. It's too risky. Um, so I expect more of the betters will make a decision and uh, decide to either go with Canelo by knockout or Canelo on points. Or maybe they have some fun and, and pick Canelo in specific rounds. Um, so I could see those props maybe moving, like Canelo by KO. I wouldn't be surprised to see that price keep coming down. Um, now, I, I mentioned earlier this two-leg parlay I have. Parlays are an option for people wanting to bet on Canelo to win straight up. Um, you can go across sports. Like, for example, if I'm a Canelo fan and a college football fan, maybe I do... Canelo to win and Penn State to beat Maryland earlier in the day. Put those together. Now it's like minus 250. That's not so crazy. And then, you know, I, maybe I throw in Elvis Rodriguez to win also. Now it's about even money, but I need all three outcomes to deliver. So uh, you might throw Canelo into your parlays to juice the odds a bit if you're confident he's going to win, but you don't want to lay out nine to one on specifically just that. So can I ask you a question about that? You um, can. Can you essentially pick your own parlay and then it's up to the sports book as to whether they accept it or you or there are certain parlays that so if, if i understand correctly it's mostly straight up like not necessarily prop bets can be a part of that parlay but no. some of them can i mean what, what do we they can um so basically at, at least you, especially using the apps on my phone that i use here where you know it's all digital you don't have to worry about uh you know the the complications of talking it over in person with anyone or oh, whatever God, it'll, it'll... With human beings good lord <laughs> exactly that. but but in terms of like the math of calculating the parlay it's all right there on your phone to see you know what it's going to come out to um you can combine just about anything you want you can i, I can see. take uh you know canelo to win with a certain quarterback to throw over a certain number of yards on Sunday and put all these different things together. The only thing that you that it won't necessarily let you do is uh, a correlated parlay that if if two results kind of go together, um, for example, uh, you know, an, an, an over points total in a football game with uh, an over yardage prop from the quarterback uh, for the team, something like that, where they kind of build on each other. Um, that's the kind of thing that actually, and I mean, this really gets into the weeds, but like those used to be, t you couldn't do those anywhere. And now a lot of these sports books have something called a same game parlay that lets you do it, but you don't get the same kind of, if the if they're correlated, the odds don't shoot up quite as much. And if they happen to be the opposite of correlated, you can get big odds on, on stuff that wouldn't necessarily make I, sense together. But the correlated stuff is like overloading at the buffet, basically. It's like <laughs> Sure. <laughs> if if one, you know, Wiz wants to use that analogy, I'll, I'll shut up now. Well, they, you know, I, I do. I, they, you know, they said uh, early in COVID that uh, buffets were gone forever. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not in Vegas right now, so I, I can't say how popular the buffets are. But uh, as it pertains to to betting and parlays, the good news is you can slap together just about whatever you want and get a price on it. Just be aware that uh, the more things you parlay together, the more that they're uh, baking juice for the sports book into that final payout you're getting. <laughs> Right, exactly. If you were to actually do it in person and at the sports book, they, their smile gets wider and wider and wider. You <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like, keep adding to it. Yeah, you want more? All right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right. That will do it for this Money Punch edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. Remember, you can order Canelo versus Plan on Showtime Pay-Per-View. The broadcast starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. We will be back Monday morning to break it all down. And... 
hits keep coming on Showtime, we will be looking ahead to David Benavidez's fight the following Saturday. Until then, thank you for listening. Be safe, be kind, and be well.